Welcome to the Chosen Girl Podcast, where we believe you are made for more and you have purpose. Hey guys, welcome back to Chosen Girl. I'm Liz. I'm Sarah. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are so excited. We're just going to kind of get real with you guys today and talk about a topic that's probably going to span along two episodes. So you'll have to stay tuned for part two next week. But we're going to talk about how it's okay to not be okay. So we're just going to be super vulnerable with you guys. Like if you've got your coffee cups or if you're driving down the road, you've got us on your podcast, like just sit back and relax because we're just ready to hear biblical insight yes. on this such truth that it really is okay to not be okay. Mm -hmm. And there are seasons in our life where we're not okay. Um, and I think the important thing to remember is that God doesn't want you to stay not okay. Yes. That He has more for you, that He has a purpose for you, that He has good for you, that He doesn't want you to stay in that place of not being okay. Um, because I think that a lot of people, a lot of times, view Christians as being perfect. Yes. Um, and there's this whole um, like tailspin of getting into hypocrisy and perfection and sin and all these things that are not what Jesus intended for it to be. So we're just going to just dive right in. Yeah. We're, we can't wait to hear your feedback on this. So if any of you guys have like prayer requests or just any kind of insight as we're leading up to part two, and hey, if we need to go into more parts with this, like... We're just going to let the Lord lead just us. Just let us know. Yes, absolutely. So um, we're just going to dive right in. Yeah. Um, so just to kind of kick off the conversation, Sarah, what was a time when you were not okay? That's kind of crazy because you're all these all these moments come rushing in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you have five minutes? No, I'm just kidding. Um, literally, I would say this week. Um, like we said, we're just going to get real with y'all. Um, it's been a really rough week for me. Um, had a lot going on emotionally, had a lot going on at work, mm -hmm. um, had a lot going on at home with my dog. If anybody has any fur children, you know that when your dog is in distress that... That's your baby. <laughs> I know. It's my baby. I don't have any human babies. I just have dog baby. So, uh, one dog baby. So, um, yeah, this week, it has been one of those weeks that like... I feel like Satan is literally um, eating my lunch. Like <laughs> That's a really great way to put it. Every little uh, thing. And the thing is, Satan knows us really well, so he mm -hmm. knows what's going to target us really well. And again, when I go into, like, it's been a bad week and I have not been okay this week, let me just give a disclaimer that I'm thankful and I'm incredibly blessed, and it could have been so much worse. Mm -hmm. But like I said, Satan knows how to get to you. So... Um, He's gotten to me with those ways this week. Um, and it has seriously seemed like the cliche, when it rains, it pours. Yes. Um, to the point where I'm paranoid about what negative thing is going to happen next. Mm -hmm. um, I've been in a tailspin of trying to handle things myself and not letting God take control. Um, a train is going by during this recording right now as a storm just stopped. So, mm -hmm. like, Satan has not wanted this to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Satan has not wanted me to have, uh, to accomplish the things that I've needed to this week. It's mm -hmm. just been, oh, I'll just say one of those weeks. Yeah. And I'll just be super honest with that. Um, so, yeah, I have not been okay this week. I understand. <laughs> I understand that. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. Um, so 
in the times when you're not okay, how did you respond? So, um, again, <laughs> as this train's going by, <laughs> what else? Like, what? We just gotta roll with it. I know, we just roll with it. Get behind this Satan yes, and this train. Both of y'all can get up out of here. I know. <laughs> um, so today, I'm not gonna lie, and Hunter behind the camera can probably like facepalm this. I started out handling this all completely wrong. Like, as the train continues to go by. Um, tears in my eyes, snapping at every little thing. Like we have, um, one of our neighbors has a dog that won't stop barking. So like, I almost went off on this poor dog. I'm like, Sarah, control yourself. Um, but honestly, as we were driving today to a situation we really didn't want to drive to, um, I got to thinking about like reminding myself that it's in my weakness that God can be the strength for me. Yes. Um, because I seriously had the thought like, Lord, I really don't know how to do what's happening. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to react and I don't know how to respond. I don't know what kind of attitude to have because I am blessed amongst these like uh, trials that are coming up against me. Um, so I never want to seem ungrateful. I never want to like throw a temper tantrum Christian fit. Um, but I, I'm not enjoying this season that I'm in, in, in the past particular week, couple weeks. And, um, I just felt God say like, that's what I'm for. Mm -hmm. Like, it's okay that you are not okay because mm -hmm. that's what I'm for. And even though God didn't cause the bad things to happen, just like we talked about like with Peter walking on the water dur during the storm, like God didn't cause that storm, but Jesus was still there with him. So I'm not going to lie. Like I felt the Holy Spirit this week really trying to disciple me. Mm -hmm. um, and it's amazing that all of these Chosen Girl segments have been covering things that I have literally been going through the week that they launched. Because mm -hmm. I don't know if y'all know this, but we, we record these ahead. Um, so like this week with fear, like I was faced with this situation where I didn't know what the outcome was going to be. Yeah. And so I got to hear you and I speak on this great fear that I didn't even know that was going to come yet. Mm -hmm. And like, it's almost like we were ministering to yes. myself. <laughs> I'm like, I said that? Like, I need Every to practice that, is that like today. <laughs> yes. um, so I really do hope these help you guys too. But seriously, just remembering um, in the response that like, one, this is not your whole life. This is just a very small season of your life. Yes. And two, like, if I had to rely on my own strength, then I'm not going to make it. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be okay. But it's where I rely on God's strength and his mindset and his way of doing things. That's what has seriously gotten me through like this literal day that I'm living. Right. So. Wow. Yeah. What about you? What was the time when you uh, felt that you were just not okay? That's, that's so hard because so many things come to mind. Um, but I guess one of the more, more recent things was my, um, my brother and my parents were in an argument and mm. I was that mediator and they were talking to me through me to each other. And 
it was extremely stressful because I was dealing with things that were happening at work and changes were happening and I was in the process of trying to purchase a home and I wasn't sure if things were going to work out. And so mm-hmm. in the midst of me trying to worry about me, which sounds extremely selfish, but just trying to do life yes. on my own. I know, girl. Having to, to, I felt like I was being roped in and pulled down with these negative things. And um, I, even though in that moment I was surrounded with friends and I was at an event and I was trying to enjoy, you know, and have a great time, it really just consumed my thoughts and like my emotions and I couldn't really focus on anything. And all I wanted to do was just break down and cry, <laughs> really. And you know, and sometimes I'm not Sarah and Hunter will tell I'm not a crier. I'm I'm not about that life. If someone is crying, I'm like, you want some ice cream? I don't really yes. know what to do for you. <laughs> and so in that moment for me to feel so deeply But, you know, one of the things as far as how I would respond, like I said, I was at an event. It was a church event. And we do worship just right out the gate. And taking that moment to worship God was the best relief Mm -hmm. for that moment when I was just not feeling okay. And walking into that moment, not only in worship, but not in worship for myself. That's what really got me through that moment. It Granted, it, it, it did pass and everything, but... For that moment, I was just ready to to leave. I just didn't want to be around anybody, but God knew that I needed to be around the people that loved Him, and I needed to be there as well. But just just worshiping Him and going in it with a grateful heart and realizing, you know what, God, this is not mine to carry. Mm, I'm here yes. in this moment, but that does not mean that I have to pick up these problems. And I was so thankful for people. <clears throat> who were there, who I did tell what was going on. And that was something that they shared with me. They're like, this is a problem, but it's not your burden to carry. Stop picking that up. Wow. That doesn't belong to you. Give it to God and let it go. And so with great advice and then walking into worship, that's what really got me through. That is amazing. And I think that like when we talk about topics like this, it's so important <clears throat> for us to remember like the human aspect of all of us. Yeah. Because... With the culture that we live in, like, we just see everybody's highlight reel, um, whether it be scrolling on Instagram Mm -hmm. or um, any social media, um, and we compare our darkest times to maybe their broadest times because people aren't going to advertise their darkest times, you know? So I think that it's important to remember that we're human, and I think that it's also important to remember that when we're dealing with other people, because you may not know what that person's going through on the inside, when on the surface they're just showing you a smile. Um, And and that kind of brings me to, we had the conversation that, you know, there's a huge difference, and and this is one of our questions on here, I'm just skipping around. That's okay. You know? Like, what would you say is the difference between, like, faking it till you make it and Mm -hmm. then, like, being hypocritical in that? Because I think that that's an important line that Christians kind of tinker, you Mm -hmm. know? In my opinion, when it comes to faking it till you make it, um, it's knowing what you need to do and trying your best to do it. Hypocrisy, in my eyes, is knowing what you need to do and outright not doing it, but Mm -hmm. expecting everyone else to do it. So... There are, there are times, day in and day out, where I feel like I'm faking it till I make it. There are times, we talked about fear last week, when I'm extremely fearful. I've always been a fearful person deep down, but it has taken training and discipline over the years to stop letting it control my actions. Yes. And even though when I am afraid, just moving forward anyways and putting my faith in God and not in myself 
and not in the people who may respond to what I have to say or what I'm going to wear or how I'm going to behave in those moments. But that is, that's faking it till you make it. It's not being sure of yourself, but being sure of the Lord. Man. But hypocrisy is being sure of the Lord, but also putting your, being sure of yourself ahead of that. That is a perfect statement about that. And, you know, faking it till you make it, I think about how it's so important um, to transform our minds. Yes. And when, you know, because sometimes, like, negative implications can go along with the word fake or yes. fake it till you make it, you know. But really, I feel like that's just kind of like when you were in worship in your time of not feeling okay, mm-hmm. you might have not felt like, worshiping right but you positioned yourself in a heart of worship and your actions and you put yourself in that position to worship Mm -hmm. and that led you to surrender and that led you to being able to realize like god it's okay that i'm not okay because you are going to make it okay yes um and and just like today like i literally had a conversation with hunter about like i am having to put forth a valiant effort to yes. not have a bad attitude. It's not always easy. No, and it's not. And I think that it's important that, like, as sisters in Christ, like, we know, like, you're not the only one. Yes. Um, because I feel like, as women, we carry an incredible pressure mm-hmm. that society gives us. And it's okay to feel that pressure. But how we react to that pressure is how everything changes. Is how um, we see a different outcome, especially when it comes to our walk with God. Um so what advice would you give to someone who may be going through that season yeah. or like even like a day of just not being okay? You know, one of the things um, I'm sure we'll, we'll touch on this also in the second part, but when you're in the waiting, um, I was just telling Sarah right before that God can be found in the middle mm. that when you're not okay, God has not abandoned you. He's there. He's there with you. A few weeks ago, we talked about Joseph for like 13 years. He's all these bad things have happened. Did God not once left him. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will be with you to the end of the world. He's not left you. And just because you cannot see what is happening around you does not mean that, you know, you're being punished or that something's gone wrong. And the, and what related to this in the Bible was Job. If you ever go back and read the whole story of Job, most of it is just him talking to his friends and they're trying to figure out, you know, he's, he had, he was living his best life. Y'all, his best life. <laughs> he was the, the ultimate parent. His kids would go off and they drink and party. And what was he doing? He was offering a sacrifice for them just in case. He cared oh so gosh. deeply for them. And he had all the servants and all the cattle and all the camels. And then one day, Satan came to God. You know, they're in heaven. And he's like, you know what? I don't think Job would act this way if things weren't so good for him. And even though he is upright and that you can find no fault you know what? I think he should be tested. Mm. Now the Lord not, is not one that tests, but he says, okay. You know, Satan had been walking the earth and he, and he didn't believe. I believe that Satan was trying to test God and God used Job as a testament to how good, how good his people can be because Satan is here to convince us that people are terrible, that you are worthless, that you are a snake and that you are a rat. But God sees you as so much more than that, that you are a beautiful creation. And so God says, okay, let's try this game, let's play. And so here goes Job, he loses his children in a storm, the house collapses, Um, all of his 
all of his livestock, they get stolen. His slaves are murdered, and he wow. is left with nothing. Um, like literally, literally nothing. left with nothing. And Satan comes back, and you know he's still. He got down on his knees and worshipped God. When all these things happened, he worshipped God first. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really great tool that we have to remember. When you are in the middle and when you're not okay, worship God. You may not even, you won't feel, it may not even feel great. But worship's not for you. You will get something in return, but worshiping is not for you. Yes. And so in that moment... After after Job, you know, Satan comes back and he's like, well, what happened to it? You know, those were earthly things. What about what about his body? So he begins to have sores from the bottom of his feet to the head of, to his head, mm. which is crazy. You I mean, you can't get any rest. You can't sleep. You can't hardly eat. And his friends come to him and they're like, dude, what did you do? What did you do wrong? And here's the thing. Job did nothing wrong. And he refused to blame God for what was happening. Yes. And this whole time, even his wife says, just curse God and die. And, you know, <laughs> which is crazy to I even know. say. And, and, you know, and one of the things that we oftentimes don't highlight in that story is that at one point, Job curses the day he was born. He's like, God, I don't even understand. Mm. He's like, why was I even born? Like, I never, you know, didn't know all these things were going to happen. I know that you were still a just God. But right now, I'm having a really hard time. And, you know, fast forward way on through Job. So, like I said, his friends, they're talking about this whole situation. And the beautiful thing is God says, you know what, Job? You know, you don't know everything that's going on, and that's okay. Because let me give you a glimpse into what I'm dealing with. God has given Job a single grain of sand, and here God is dealing with the whole world. And it's not just... God dealing with the whole world. That That's was a big right. clap of thunder. <laughs> he's dealing with us right now. So, you know, God is, he's here and he orchestrates everything from who, the people that were driving beside you on the interstate, the people that walked beside you, that person that hold that door open from you, mm. the constellations in the sky, the wind, that thunder that just came. He's orchestrating <laughs> every single part of it. The numbers of hair on your head, what clothes you would buy, who would be your friends, who would be your parents. He has orchestrated with intentionality every single part of your life. And he says, Job, don't worry about it, bro. I got I got you. I've got you. And because you have shown your faithfulness, that regardless of the things that are going on in your life, when you were not okay, allow me to bless you again. Job, wow. God blessed Job twice as much. He had seven children instead of four. He had twice as many produce. He had twice as many servants, twice as much land. All of these things, he blessed him because he was obedient. He was faithful. Yes. And so my question to you is, when you were not okay... What do you do in the in-between? Are you worshiping God? Or do you surrender those feelings to anxiety and fear? And do you turn into yourself? Mm. Do you seek the counsel from your friends? Even, even Job sought the counsel of his friends. They didn't always give the greatest advice. No. But <laughs> that's once again comes back to so important of finding those people who are there for you. Because those people, God's people, will help carry you through when you are not okay. It's okay to be not, not okay. And you don't have to be okay to accept the things that God is orchestrating in your life. Because you never know if he's protecting you from something down the road. Or he's setting you up to learn lessons that will help you be a better leader, a better Christian, a better wife, a better friend, a better sister. You never know. Trust, put your trust in the Lord that he is orchestrating all things in your life 
for your good. And that's the thing, you know, I think that Christian culture can get really screwed up because there's a lot of controversy about, you know, if God is good, then why is there bad? Yes. You know, Mm -hmm. but the thing is like, Every good and perfect gift comes from God. Like, mm-hmm. um, I'll just open up about my situation this week. Like, my dog swallowed a toy of his, and we have been dealing with surgeries and operations, and I think a total of like maybe six or seven vet visits in less than five days. So, like, then comes that, like, the emotional pain and the financial pain. Like, you know, like, so many different factors that go along with that. Like, having to take off work and just in the midst of a busy time. Mm -hmm. Like, so many things. But, like, today when we were headed back to the animal hospital again (laughs) for another problem, I just felt the Holy Spirit say, like, the God that you serve is the same God now. Mm-hmm. as he was yesterday, as he will be tomorrow, as Amen. he will be when you're in a very triumphant time of your life. Like, Amen. God is God in the valley, and God is God on the mountaintop. But the thing about the situation was, like, God didn't cause it. Like, mm-hmm. it was just an accident. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that it was any kind of, like, um, meanness from him, because every good and perfect gift comes from God. And I think that that's so important, guys. Like, why we need to know our Father's heart is because our his heart isn't to harm us. Mm-hmm. Um, just like in the story of Job, like he wasn't the one that harmed Job. Mm-hmm. Um, just like we talked about with the storm and Peter walking on the water, like he didn't want Peter to sink. He was just asking Peter to keep his eyes on him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's so important. Um, you know, the Bible says, my sheep know my voice. And so I think that we blame a lot of things on God mm-hmm. that we go through um, that, that aren't his fault. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yes. Um, they may even be our fault mm-hmm. if we're completely honest. Yes. Yeah. Like things that we just bring on ourselves. So um, we'll uh, continue with more on waiting yes. and trusting God in part two. Um, and we're so excited to talk with you guys about like, you have no idea what God's doing for you in the waiting. Um, but we just wanted to encourage you guys today. Like in no way are we, in, are we glorifying the bad time? We're yeah. glorifying the one who gets us through the bad time. Um, so don't mistake that yes. because you know, even though it is okay to not be okay, God does not want us to stay there in that season. So Absolutely. This has really helped me, girlfriend. Yes. It's like free therapy, y'all. <laughs> well, thanks. Come sit on our couch sometime. Please do. <laughs> yes. So um, that's the, we're going to wrap back. Oh my gosh. So we're going to wrap back up and we're going to follow up with waiting um, on our next episode. Thank you guys so much for watching or listening wherever you are. Um, don't forget that um, if you are wearing our merch, we want to yes. know where you are, wear your chosen bracelet, make sure that you surround yourself with people who remind you that you're chosen. And we can't wait for you to join us back here again next week. See you for part two. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode. Remember to subscribe to Weekly Encouragement at thechosengirl.com. Now go out and live that chosen life in Him, friends. We'll meet back here next week.